Hi, I'm William Earnhardt, and I'm here to share with you the Sabbath in the light of the cross in God's Word. Why, why do I say in the light of the cross? Well, one of my favorite uh, authors writes in the book Gospel Workers, page 315, and I, I read here, The sacrifice of Christ as an atonement for sin is the great truth around which all other truths cluster. In order to be rightly understood and appreciated, every truth in the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, must be studied in the light that streams from the cross of Calvary. I present before you the great grand monument of mercy and regeneration, salvation and redemption, the Son of God uplifted on the cross. This is to be the foundation of every discourse given by our ministers. And uh, quote there from Gospel Workers, page 315. Friends, I want to share with you today how the Sabbath helps us to understand the light of God's love that streams from the cross of Calvary. The seventh day Sabbath is God's holy Sabbath, where we are to rest from all secular work and activity. God sanctified the Sabbath day and made it holy. See Genesis 2, 1 through 3, Exodus 20, 8 through 11, Exodus 31, 13, John 14, 15, and Revelation 14, verse 12. Why is it important to understand? <coughs> sorry, why is it important to understand the truth about the Sabbath? The Sabbath is the only commandment that begins with remember. While it is also the one commandment man has forgotten. While many ag agnostics believe that God created us and left us on our own, the Sabbath tells us that our creator wants to have a relationship with us. The Sabbath also tells us who our God is. You can keep the other nine commandments and still worship another God. In, in other words, you know, you can have no other God before you besides television, for example. You know, but of course that is not the intention of the law of God. The Sabbath is the commandment that tells us who the Lord is. And this is why Satan wants us to forget this commandment. He wants us to forget God. He wants to forget, wants us to forget our creator. The Sabbath is a sign that we belong to the true God, the one who died for us. Why is it important to understand the Sabbath in light of the cross? Satan does not want us to forget the Sabbath because he wants us to forget the law. Satan knows we're not saved by the works of the law, but by grace. The Sabbath is a sign of God's grace. We do no work on that day, demonstrating that it is not our works that sustain or save us, but rather God's work, both at creation and the cross, that sustain and save us. We rest on the Sabbath, showing that we're resting our faith in the only one who can save us, Jesus Christ. 
I can imagine God walking with Adam and Eve through the garden as he showed them all that he had made for them and the wonders of not their works, but his work. Adam and Eve realized that day with God, it is he who has made us, not we ourselves. Just like it says in Psalms 100 verse 3. Before and after the cross, the Sabbath is a sign that it is God's work that creates and sustains us. The Sabbath commandment reminds us that God is our creator and we refrain from work and worldly activities on the Sabbath day as we rest our faith in God's power to save and provide for us instead of our own works and ability to do business and make money. The same principle is seen in the story of Cain and Abel. In Genesis 4, we read about Abel worshiping the way God had commanded in bringing... (coughs) Sorry. The same principle is seen in the story of Cain and Abel. In Genesis 4, we read about Abel worshiping the way God had commanded in bringing a lamb as a sacrifice. God accepted Abel's sacrifice as the lamb God instructed him to bring pointed to Jesus, the Lamb of God, who would be sacrificed for our sins. Abel, more than just worshiping as God has instructed, was saying he trusted in Jesus to save him and not his own works. He was looking to the cross by faith. Cain's sacrifice was refused because he did not worship the way God had instructed, and he brought his own fruit, the work of his own hands. God cannot accept our works and could not accept Cain's works either. Only the cross can save us. Today, many people like Cain try to be saved by worshiping their own way. Jesus says about them in Matthew 15 verse 9, But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Matthew 15 9. Our own works and man-made ways of worship will never save us. The story goes of a little boy years ago who built his own wooden sailboat. Tied to a string, he set the boat out to sail in a nearby creek and then would use the string to reel it back in. One day, the string broke and the little boat fell victim to the rapids and sailed away. Several days later, the boy is window shopping downtown when he sees his boat in a toy store window. He goes inside and tells the owner, That's my boat in the window. The owner, not sure if he should believe the young boy, tells him that if he wants the boat back, he'll have to buy it. The boy does several chores around the home and neighborhood to get the few dollars the boat costs. He returns to the store and purchases his own boat. Walking home, holding his boat close to his hardened chest, he was overheard saying, Little boat, you are twice mine. First I made you, and then I bought you. That is what Jesus is telling us through the Sabbath today. As we rest from our works on the Sabbath and put our faith in him, he tells us, you're twice mine. First, at creation I made you, and then at the cross I bought you. Let's take a further look in God's word at the seventh day, Saturday, Sabbath. And let's begin with Genesis 2, 1 through 3. 
Genesis 2, 1 through 3 reads, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Genesis 2, 1 through 3. While some say the Sabbath was made for the Jews, fact is it was created long before there was a Jewish race. It was created at the foundation of mankind for all mankind. When God created the work, the earth, he provided the sun to make a year, the moon to mark a month, and the earth's rotation to mark a day. But where do we get a seven-day week from? Nowhere but in the creation account of Genesis 1, with the creation week ending with the seventh-day Sabbath. So long as the fact that he is our creator continues to be a reason why we should worship him, so long the Sabbath will continue as its sign and memorial. Had the Sabbath been universally kept, man's thoughts and affections would have been led to the Creator as an object of reverence and worship, and there would never have been an idolater, an atheist, or an infidel. The keeping of the Sabbath is a sign of loyalty to the true God, Him that made heaven and earth, the sea, and the fountains of waters. It follows that the message which commands men to worship God and keep His commandments will especially call upon them to keep the fourth commandment. Exodus 20, 10 through 11. Which day is the Sabbath? And we read here in Exodus 20, 10 through 11, the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Exodus 20, 10 through 11. By the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Who was the Sabbath made for? Mark 2.27 reads, Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Mark 2, verse 27. The Sabbath was made for people, all people, not just Jews. It meets our need of resting in God's grace as we cease from our works instead of trying to be saved by keeping the legalistic requirements the Pharisees had made up, which were not scriptural. Whose day is the Sabbath? Mark chapter 2 verse 28 reads, So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Mark 2 28. The Sabbath is the Lord's day. The seventh day, Saturday Sabbath, is the Lord's day. And it's the day that he that John referred to in John 1.10 when he wrote, 
It was the Lord's day when I was worshiping. Again, the seventh day, Saturday Sabbath is the Lord's day. By the way, I call it the, the Saturday Sabbath in, in Spanish and many other language. The seventh day of the week is called Sabado, Sabbath. So it's actually called Sabbath. The seventh day, instead of being called Saturday, is actually called Sabbath in Spanish and in many other languages as well. In Isaiah 58, 13, we read what God wants us to call the Sabbath. Isaiah 58, 13 reads, Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Isaiah 58, verse 13. God wants us to call the the Sabbath a delight. Okay, when does the Sabbath day begin or when does a any day begin? Well, in Leviticus 23:32 it reads, "This will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you. On that day you must deny yourselves. This day of rest will begin at sundown on the ninth day of the month." and extend until sundown on the 10th day. Leviticus 23:32. In uh, Genesis 1:5, it tells us the evening and the morning were the first day. So again, we see here at creation that the day begins in the evening, just like in Leviticus, we see that the Sabbath begins in the evening. And the idea of a day beginning in the evening is, is new to some people, but it's not a new idea at all. What do we call the evening of December 24th? We call it Christmas Eve, Christmas evening. Because people realized way back in the day, the day begins in the evening. So the evening of December 24th is called Christmas Eve, Christmas evening. Now. Today, a lot of people call the entire day of, of uh, December 24 uh, Christmas evening or Christmas Eve. But back in the day, it came from the idea that the day began in the evening. Just like the evening of December 31st, we call New Year's Eve, New Year's evening. The year actually begins in the evening because the day actually begins in the evening. Genesis 1.5 tells us that the evening and the morning were the first day. Leviticus 23.32 tells us that the Sabbath is to be kept from evening to evening. In Luke 4.16, let's take a look at Jesus as our example. In Luke 4.16, it reads, When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. Luke 4.16 So here we see Jesus worshiping on the Sabbath. And he is our example. And so what else did Jesus do on the Sabbath? Let's take a look there at Matthew chapter 12 verse 10 through 12. 
Matthew 12, 10 through 12 reads, where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Matthew 12, verse 10 through 12. So, Jesus wasn't breaking the Sabbath when he did good for other people as the Pharisees accused him. Verse 12, he says, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. So Jesus did good on the Sabbath by healing people and the Sabbath day, we're to do good for other people as well, not for profit, but out of the goodness of our hearts, just as Jesus helped people, not for profit, but out of love. What are we to remember to do? Exodus 20, verse 8. Sorry, Exodus 20, verse 8 reads, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Exodus 20, verse 8. Exodus 29 through 11 helps us to see how we keep the Sabbath. Exodus 29 through 11 reads, You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, and your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them, but on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Exodus 20, 9 through 11. Now I've heard some people say, oh, well, I keep every day holy. Well, we can't keep a day holy. We can't make a day holy. We can't even make ourselves holy. Only God can make us holy. Only God can make a day holy. And it tells us in Genesis 2 and reminds us in in Exodus 20 that God made the seventh day holy. And I've heard people say, oh, well, I keep every day alike. Well, we're not told to keep every day alike. Exodus 20 verse 9 says, work six days. The seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest. So we can't keep every day alike and we can't keep every day holy because every day is is not holy. We can't make a day holy. Only God can make a day holy. Let's take a look in uh, Nehemiah chapter 13 verses 15 through 18. Question here is why were the Jews carried into captivity? says, in those days, I saw men of Judah treading out their wine presses on the Sabbath. 
They were also bringing in grain, loading it on donkeys, and bringing their wine, grapes, figs, and all sorts of produce to Jerusalem to sell on the Sabbath. So I rebuked them for selling their produce on that day. Some men from Tyre, who lived in Jerusalem, were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise. They were selling it on the Sabbath to the people of Judah, and in Jerusalem at that. So I confronted the nobles of Judah. Why are you profaning the Sabbath in this way, I asked. Wasn't it just this sort of thing that your ancestors did that caused our God to bring all this trouble upon us and our city? Now you are bringing even more wrath upon Israel by permitting the Sabbath to be desecrated in this way. Nehemiah 13, 15 through 18. So they were buying and selling on the Sabbath and Nehemiah rebuked them for that. And so likewise today, we don't want to be buying and selling on the Sabbath. We don't want to be going out to eat and causing our servants to work for us, as it says not to do in the the Sabbath commandment. We don't want to be buying and selling, as it talks about here in Nehemiah 13, verses 15 through 18. What are we to learn from this? In Hebrews 4, 9 through 11, it reads, So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our part to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11. So we want to not make the mistake that uh, the people of Israel did in Jeremiah's, in, I'm sorry, in Nehemiah's day. We want to keep the Sabbath holy by resting and allowing those who serve us to rest as well, not using the day for profit or causing other people to work for us by buying and selling. As we take a look at the Sabbath in light of the cross, was the Sabbath kept after the cross? In Acts 18, verse 4, it tells us, Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike. Acts 18, verse 4. So after the cross, both Jews and Greeks were still observing the Sabbath made at creation. What is God's promise to us? Isaiah 58, 13 through 14 reads, Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath and everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isaiah 58, 13 through 14. God wants to bless us with the same Sabbath that he blessed Jacob with, that he blessed Adam with at creation, the same 
a Sabbath that the Jews and Greeks were blessed with after the cross. That Sabbath shows us that we are not saved by our works. It is a day of rest reminding us that we are saved by God's grace. Friends, I'd like to invite you to to observe the Sabbath as is recorded in the Bible. And if you have any any more questions about the Sabbath, I would love to help you study that further. You can contact me at Racer3. That's, you spell out the three, so it's R-A-C-E-R-T-H-R-E-E at gmail.com. God bless you.